Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I am here today with Jason Shepardak. Jason, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. Absolutely. So why don't you tell our listeners who you are and where you're from? Man, so my name is Jason Shepardak. I'm from Washington, D.C., uh, and I run a super awesome real estate team called the Shepherd Homes Group, and we serve all of Maryland, D.C., Virginia. And uh, we do real estate sales and development and everything in between to do with real estate. Awesome. And what got you into the real estate industry? Oh man, so kind of long story, very short. My family rags to riches story. Since the age of six, I have been living in some sort of state of renovation. Um, my parents, you know, were rags to riches stories and they started renovating properties when I was six. We would all move into one house, renovate and flip the property. And then we would just move and move and move. And I saw how it transformed their lives. And so I wanted to create impact on the world in a way that was something passionate about me. And uh, that's what led to real estate. Now I sell real estate and help people every day. Yeah. And you have an awesome team and you're in the Washington DC area, right? That's right. Yeah. So I actually live in Washington DC myself, but we have agents that live all over Maryland, DC and Virginia. Got it. Totally makes sense. So to give our listeners context of where your team is now, uh, what was your transaction volume last year? Ooh, okay. So we did about 130 sales last year and about nice. 78 million in sales. Awesome. And what advice would you give to a broker or team leader who might be around that 40 million mark and they're interested in, in leveling up? Yeah. Well, I mean, so the biggest move from last year, this year, I think it's a poor answer. So we're now at 195 transactions already for this year and about 115 million in sales. So we hit Huge. last year's sales within six months of this year, right? Awesome. And so I'm not quite sure we're going to do our goals around 300 sales and around 200 million. So we'll see where we land. But the biggest thing was support staff. So I actually mm. have one support staff for every agent on my team. We have eight realtors and then eight support staff plus myself. And that structure allows us to be hyper-productive, keep our agents happy, and then also client servicing is amazing. So my advice is find one person that can grow with you in your organization that can start as part-time admin, full-time admin, and then really help you run your business. For me, that's Sharon. Shout out to Sharon out there. If you see this video, she runs our business for us and she's a phenomenal human being. 
Awesome. And that's so important to have someone working on the back end, working on the very important tasks that need to get done, but they aren't the client facing tasks where the real estate professional is really most valuable. Yeah, exactly. So really key, really key point. A lot of my top clients and guests that come on here, they promote the benefit of assistance and having an admin. So you have an admin for every single agent on your team. So do you want to talk through that structure? Would that be a value add? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think that's that's unique. That's not typical. So let's go for it. Let's do it. We're open book. I want to help others, yeah. right? So we have an operations director who runs our business, financials, everything else. Then we have a full-time senior admin listing coordinator. Her name's Andy. Shout out to Andy. And then we have two virtual admins that do support and data management, all of that stuff. And then we have one full-time courier runner who does all of our signs and lock boxes and all of that stuff that works for the team too. And then we have three, I guess, two to three contract managers, depending on the day. One is part-time, two are full-time. They manage our files from start to finish. And so our goal is really to do nothing. Our goal is to basically work with clients, focus on their needs. And then the rest of that admin support stuff is done for our agents and our clients. That's awesome. And I can see how it really does increase your productivity on a per agent basis because your per agent output is extremely high for, for, I mean, you've already done 195 transactions this year. We're in August. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's kind of the model we want to create. We want to create a team of really highly productive agents, but also people who are focused on having the time to serve their clients at a different level instead of having 50 agents that are all selling one or two homes per year. Right. And so if you are in the DC area or the local states that Jason here mentioned, definitely reach out. I mean, you're a growing team, right? And you're looking for highly productive agents that want some support and would like to take their transactions to the next level. Exactly. Awesome. So what's the single most important action that you've taken on a daily basis has attributed most to your success? I mean, and this could go all the way back from your sports days, because I know you have some some background yeah, at, achieving gosh. at a very high level in sports, which is amazing. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of those principles carry over into business. And so I'm mm-hmm. curious, you know, what's the single most important action on a daily basis that has attributed okay. most to your success? So everybody is going to probably have heard this answer before, but I'm going to give you a different angle. So right. you kind of mentioned that I was an athlete, right? So mm-hmm. just to spice up the conversation a little bit, I was actually an ice dancer, not a figure skater, an ice dancer. Okay. Just okay. Google Jason Shepardek, go to images, scroll down a little bit, and you got all the Blades of Glory photos of amazing costumes. <laughs> amazing. You can look at, okay. But, you know, one thing that's amazing about that sport is the amount of hard work and end and just grit you need to be successful in that sport. And so I use the word grit because grit's a little different. Mm. Everyone's got to work hard. And like, that's the number one thing, right? Working hard, everybody else. But grit is doing things that you don't think you can do when you've hit your limit and then doing it anyways. Mm. It's pushing through hard work to a point where you don't think you can go in the moment and then pushing a little bit more. And so I think that my success is from grit, right? And I think uh, I'm going to add one more. I know you said one, but I can give a second one, which is is people. So, you know, uh, working hard and pushing through is all great, but unless you have guidance on what to work hard on, it's just not going to work. So I think grit is the number one thing. And the second thing is having amazing mentors, people guiding me, and also being really open to the staff that I bring on to their ideas, because often all of my ideas and your ideas are usually inspiration for a much better idea. And when you embrace those and, you know, push the energy in one direction and have the grit to push through the hard times, those two worlds come together and create a lot of synergy and success that uh, people wonder, like, how did they do it? Well, a lot of grit, a lot of people, and a lot of opinions going towards one direction. Interesting. Both 
great suggestions. And I, I do like the concept of grit. This morning, I had a workout and I kind of slacked on the cardio part to yeah. increase the numbers on the strength part. And the coach after was like, hey, you should really push the cardio side, even though it's uncomfortable. Because if you push it past where you're comfortable, then you'll obviously expand into that. It'll become comfortable after you know, a few sessions and then you've grown. But if you, if you stay within that comfort zone, you're not going to grow. So, and it applies to everything, right? Right. And it applies to everything. Calls, you're like, I'm maxed out, make 10 more. Right. Exactly. Such a good point. So nowadays with your team, what's the percentage of referral business to new business that might come from certain lead generation sources? What's the, is it like 80, 20, 50, 50? What's the percentage? We actually haven't been around that long. So I have a kind of crazy story because I got licensed as a realtor about five and a half, six years ago, and I was working full-time as a store manager for Target. So I ran a full Target store when I grew my business. And so I couldn't tell anybody that I was a realtor. So my two worlds were separated. Nobody Mm. at Target knew I did real estate and nobody in real estate knew I did Target. I kept the world separate. So I grew my business through a lot of cold calling, uh, a lot of door knocking, networking and building great relationships. And I didn't really use my full sphere of influence. And that's kind of how we are today too, but it's grown. And so actually my last year, I was still a store manager for Target when we did 77 million. And I just quit Target this past year. And so people think, well, how do you not leverage your sphere? Well, so my answer with that context is about 35% of our business is referral-based. It's really not a lot. Now that's still quite a bit when you compare it to 193 transactions for the year, but a lot of it comes from other diversified lead sources, uh, which we can dive into if that's the next question. That is. So before the lead gen source, which is the next, next, next question, the First, next question is, what systems do you have in place to increase the amount of referrals you get? Mm, well, that's a very, well, a five-point answer. We'll see how many points <laughs> if I can stick to five. All so right. we use a follow-up mailing company that for every closed transaction we do, our clients get three mailers from us a year. It's a thank you mailer with custom mailers and then a little magazine and then a annual little recap of the year. They also get a handwritten note for us that our staff writes. I'd love to write them all, but our staff writes those and goes out to our client base for Christmas. Then we have four events per year. We just had a gigantic winery event. We rented a whole winery, Bull Run Winery, and we had over 220 clients show up with a band and lots of things. And we do those four big events every single year as well. And then the last thing is we always do personal touch bases once a quarter. And so we find that's a really good way to you know, reach out to your sphere. Events are great. If you don't know how to reach out to your sphere to uh, you know a past client, inviting them to a winery is probably a really easy way to make that phone call. And so it helps myself and also really helps our agents who are new you know, feel comfortable on the phone and reaching out and building great relationships. Awesome. Events and gifts and really just staying in front of them from the moment that they start to do business with you. That's, that's great. So when it comes to lead generation, Mm. do you have a particular like number one, most profitable lead generation source? I'm going to put into a bucket. All right. Okay. Because it's multiple lead sources within this bucket. Okay. I think one of the the things that are missed is how much free business is available on the internet. Mm. If you're only listening to me, I did a really amazing hand gesture when I said internet. And for those people who are only listening online, 
there are so many referral-based platforms that are generating tons of business that are doing all of the key marketing who are so much better at marketing than us. I am not a marketer. I'm a realtor. I'm really good at helping people buy and sell real estate and invest and change their lives to real estate. Mm-hmm. I'm not your Google pay-per-click Facebook guy, right? But there are companies that own that. Um, we can like Fast Expert or um, Homelight or uh, Upnest, these big companies that advertise online and then you pay them a referral. And the way that I look at that business is, is I would probably spend 30 to 40% of the money I'd make on that transaction to generate the same business, but they're doing it a whole lot better. And I'm just paying them when I get paid. That seems like a great business model to me. Mm. And so over time, uh, I, myself and some agents on our team are ranking really well within those platforms. And they've been tremendous sources of business for us. Um, I would say this year, we're closing about 70 transactions so far this year, just from those referral-based platforms. And there's many of them. Awesome. Great tips. Absolutely. And when it comes to digital marketing, I know that you outsource a lot of it. But when you have a listing, are you leveraging digital marketing to promote your own listings and, and then potentially generate new leads based on those listings? Yeah, absolutely. And also we do a lot of mail. I think the world forgot about mail. The world um, forgot about mail. Yep. Okay. Who wants to guess right in the audience, in your mind, right? How much I sold last year out of the 77 million from mail? Drum roll, but seven point two million. Wow! From mail, ten percent. Okay, and it's actually my largest ROI. And I just ten times the amount of mail that I do this year. We're mailing almost thirteen thousand mailers per month. Wow! So diversify, 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 right? But mail's big. But for the online piece, absolutely. So we launch a Facebook ads campaign, a small Google pay per click campaign with a little video for every single listing that we do, and we try to target farms or different areas where we're listing on a regular basis. And then we do a lot of video. So we do a lot of social media, but we also do. Uh, there's a couple of great local companies um, that do photography and video, and we post those mm-hmm. videos online. And we draw a lot of organic traffic to our website. We're getting about twelve hundred to 1800 hits to our website every single month people starting their own searches online because they're intrigued by what we're doing and then they see the videos that we're doing and the next thing we know we've got up like over 100 people doing custom searches on our own platform that we can reach out to awesome love that so when it comes to the future of the industry Mm. what are your five ten year projections you know tesla has reinvented the car buying experience And yes, that's for a brand new car, right? And so that might apply more to a brand new house rather than purchasing a house that's on the market. But technology is advancing so quickly. So what are your predictions? Five, 10 years. Y'all strap in. You ready for this? Okay. So a couple of things. I think the world of the brokerage is partially dead and it's going to die further. You think about companies, I'm going to call them out, but that's okay. Long and Foster, Remax, Century 21. Gone are those days where those companies have leverage in our marketplace. People are no longer hiring a brokerage brand, they're hiring a real estate team. And this is where teams are the future. So I think people are going to be attracted to teams. Teams are selling way more in our marketplaces than any solo agents. Teams have more resources, more capacity, more marketing, and more infrastructure to be able to do a better job for people in our market. You think about a solo agent or a team of support staff of eight plus a marketing coordinator, who's going to do a better job selling your house? Guaranteed a well-run team, right? Because they literally have 10 times the resources. Uh, And then you've got economies of scale and teams. So 
I can do photos and staging for a much cheaper price than somebody else. Therefore, I can revert more resources and marketing efforts to selling a house. So I think that gone is the day of the power of the brokerage and tomorrow is the future of the team. And so for agents who are thinking about what that looks like for them, look for the right team to join and it'll probably change your life. The other thing is also... Yeah. I mean, it's huge. And I'll be really honest, a little transparent. Our top tier agents, we have four tiers of volume in our in our team. The to agents who are on the very top tier of our tier structure are at a very similar split of like an agent at Compass. So you can be at Compass and have limited resources, or you can be on a team and have tremendous amount of resources and a full support staff. That's going to change the marketplace in the future. And so that's the real estate side. From the sales piece, I think the job of a real estate agent is also really changing. You know, we used to be the keepers of information, right? And yep. you couldn't get it unless we share the information with you. But now the consumer's got a lot of access to information. So I think our job is to be much more competent than we were before. We're now interpreter of information. We have got resources and experience and volume-based information that they don't have. But if you're not on top of your game, you're not a true expert, I think gone are the days of the realtor who's not an expert not going to work. Your consumer cannot be more educated on what they're doing than you. So if you're definitely a new agent, that's a scary thing, right? How do you become a competent agent quickly? Well, I think the answer again is probably joining a team. Great advice. And what I've seen in conjunction with that are future cloud brokerage systems or brokerages that are doing much smaller splits and then Mm -hmm. allowing the individual teams to really thrive because, I mean, it's like a classic government versus free market capitalist society, if the government is highly taxing and putting a lot of regulation, then it doesn't allow the smaller entrepreneurs and small businesses to thrive. But in a free market society, which is more like the future, the team strategy, it allows so much more freedom because they're maintaining the capital in the team and now they can reinvest it. They can hire better. They can market their homes better. They can do everything better because they have more cash flow and more money and they're not paying out so much in brokerage fees to a lot of these big box classic brokerages. So yeah, yeah, myself, Hey, I'm just going to say it. I'm a part of EXP commercial and I'm all about this future of like, I'm just going to sell home, sell multifamily homes till I cap out. And then I'm selling real estate hundred percent for free. I have cloud resources available to me, right? And I think that is the future is like, I don't need to go drive to an office to get motivated to make phone calls or mm-hmm. like, I, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more of a self-starter. And so with that, I think it really lends itself to that team future that, that you're referring to. Well, think about so, this. Let me blow your ahead. mind. EXP right. and Compass are built to create teams. Yeah. And they're the two game changers in the brokerage industry. So if the two game changers are doing something probably listen. Right. <laughs> so what are one to three books that have greatly influenced your life or career? Ooh, um, okay. Definitely number one. I listen to this book more than once a year, sometimes more than that, but we'll say it twice a year. It's Jim Rohn's Ultimate Library. Okay. Jim Ooh. Rohn was the gentleman who influenced Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and really changed Tony Robbins' life. And he's got so many amazing, you know, different gems of information that you can learn from. But his compilation is literally all of that all at the same time. That's really phenomenal way to just center yourself around the same things. Uh, Second thing, Oprah Winfrey. She's my girl. I love Oprah. Um, She's got an amazing book called The Path Made Clear. Uh, It's great if you're trying to figure out what to do with your life and uh, trying to figure out what's meaningful to you. 
Just listen to some Oprah. Don't read the book. Listen to the audiobook. She talks to you. And uh, it's a fantastic book. And then the last one, which I'm listening to right now, multiple times, opening it right now, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. If you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to do and need to be motivated or in a time of struggle, read that book. I'm a big listener because you can hear the author. Um, those three books together, I think, will do you a lot of justice. Awesome. I wrote down the suggestion for Jim Rohn's Ultimate Library. Oh, the Oprah reference is amazing, and the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster is amazing as well. But I'm a huge Jim Rohn fan, yeah. and more and more recently, I've been realizing how he's kind of like the godfather of personal development for our generation. Oh, because, because yeah, everyone consumed him. That's you know the, now the thought leaders of our generation. So it's like you might as well go to the source. And it's something about you got to listen to Jim Rohn, in my opinion, because it's something about the way, the inflection, yes. the way that he says things mm -hmm. and the tonality and the delivery and the pausing and all of that is so impactful when I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, he says it exactly how he means it and it comes through. It's not just, you know, words on paper. So is that available in audiobook? It's so good and it so is. If you all want to just yes. change your life and just listen to one book, <laughs> yeah. listen to that one yeah. book, please. Stop everything you're doing, listen to it, and then start what you're doing again. Right. So good. Such a great suggestion. Thank you. You're welcome. How has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Do you have a favorite failure of yours? It's kind of a failure. And it was a pivoting moment in my life, which changed everything. So um, there was actually a moment of time where I medaled at the Canadian Nationals in figure skating. Awesome. And um, it was a really, really, really proud moment of mine. And then after that, you know, I was doing para skating, skating, you know, with, with a girl and we're doing things. You can't do it by yourself. After we medaled, I thought my future was made clear. We we're on our way to the Olympics. This was going to happen. All of this was a possibility. Story for another day, my partner and I actually broke up unexpectedly and it changed my life and my partner ended up going to the Olympics and I did not. But that was a massive failure moment because when I reflect on it, part of the reason why I broke up was me. But at the same time, it was a life-changing moment because that was the first time I had to make a large life-altering decision and had the ability to recenter and focus. And I think I talk about this a lot, and it's okay if I mention this. Everybody mm -hmm. goes through a, a series of time when something catastrophic happens to them or something bad happens. They go through this emotional cycle. Some people take a week. Some people take a day. Some people take an hour. Might have been my call to be able to take any traumatic moment in my life and shorten the window of time it takes me to get over it. If I can get over in five seconds, I'm going to be a whole lot more successful than somebody that takes five days, right? Mm. Reset. So that was such a huge moment for me because I had to recenter everything in my life. And um, I actually ended up moving to the United States. I met my wife at the age of 17, who I've been married to for eight years this August, and it transformed my life. So I had the opportunity to fail and turn everything down and say nothing was possible or persevere and have grit and move things forward. And that was a life altering failure to me that changed my life for the better, thank God. But it was uh, nonetheless a moment in time that was uh, very important. Yes, absolutely. Wow. And what a catalyst for change. You know, now, now looking back, that was a huge marker and one moving to the US. I mean, that in and of itself, maybe you go medal, you know, and then you go to the Olympics and you stay in Canada and your life looks totally different. So yeah. it's interesting. Steve Jobs said, we can only connect the dots looking backward. We yes. can't connect them looking forward. Powerful. So powerful. And 
also something you mentioned that's so important tony robbins talks about the 90 second rule you know if something mm. comes through your life that crushes you yes experience the emotions but don't wallow in it for 10 years mm -mm. right his concept with 90 seconds is like fully allow yourself to feel what it feels like for 90 seconds and then pick yourself back up and keep going right yep. and so th those are some key principles and 90 I really seconds hope, seems hope. a little gracious there come on yeah you said seconds. five Five, let's go. Clap your hands. Reset. <laughs> well, definitely a great concept. And I hope our listeners are absorbing this. So do you have any quotes that you live by or think of often? Oh, I got a funny one. Okay. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just take a wheel off another car, put it on yours and drive off. Nice. <laughs> it's like, what? It's just a concept of like, you don't need to be this genius to create success. There are so many amazing people who have done what you've already done. That's it. Everybody has done what you're about to do. There is another realtor, another person, another salesperson who has done what you're going to do. The question is, are you humble enough to surround yourself with those people and ask for help? Mm. And so I think that's probably like my favorite quote. Uh, and the second quote, which kind of falls underneath those lines, very similar, is just make all your mistakes with somebody else's money. You know, like I have a couple of great mentors uh, where they're small business owners and they worked in the business and then they bought a business in that business. And there's a lot of truth there where, you know, you don't have to fail and put everything on the line. You can work for somebody else, be again, humble enough and vulnerable enough to, to do that and learn from others and then find success through that. And I think those have been really helpful today in my life. Interesting. Yeah, definitely two great concepts and one awesome quote. R&D to me is not research and development. It's Ooh. rip off and duplicate. Oh, there's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> right and that's like take the wheel put it on your car keep going yeah. it's all out there the information's out there and yes. you either pay in minutes or in mentors and i choose to pay in mentors so that they can shortcut me right i'll, I'll pay that consulting fee and skip two years of my yeah. own searching online and this and that because yeah. if you have the right coaching mm -hmm. it can accelerate your progress so much so yeah. one more point on this and then we'll mm -hmm. move on Malcolm Gladwell, famous for the 10,000 hour rule, right? Mm. Well, that was debunked a couple years ago. Okay. And it was debunked because if you have the proper coaching, you can shrink that down to 3,000 hours by skipping wow. seven years of the initial just start, stop, going in the wrong direction if you have the proper mm -hmm. guidance. So very interesting concept of shrinking down that time to mastery. And if you want to be best in world at what you are doing, you're not going to get there without some proper coaching. So joining the right team, right? Getting a, around the right people, putting yourself in proximity to the resources that you need and the training you need. And the last thing, having the humility to ask for help. Yeah. That's something that, that everyone times. struggles with. Yeah. <laughs> so super important. Yes. What's one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Best and worthwhile investments I ever made. Um, we have kind of covered this already, but but having somebody to like the admin position, I want to okay. dive into that a little bit. In the business, that's the best investment I ever made because it frees you up with your time in different ways. And they're mm -hmm. also like a coach and a mentor. And if your admin's not giving you feedback, think about what the admin role should be. My admin and my ops director give me a ton of feedback. They're like good cop, bad cop sometimes. I and mean, they really help me keep me in line with what where things are. There's so much hitting on a day-to-day -day basis. 
And so besides time, freeing up schedules and being able to do more, it's also a stronger accountability structure. You feel like you need to provide for additional person in your business. You have more accountability. You got more feedback that makes you a better human being and also a better leader for your organization and also a better just operator in your sales organization. And so there's so many auxiliary examples of why that's so beneficial that I can't even express in just a very short answer, but it's definitely one of the best investments ever made. And then another one, which you're probably not going to think of is an investment in relationship, most importantly, marriage. So my wife mm. has changed my life. You know, yeah, I forget the quote, but it's every, every man is like a woman behind them. So I don't know what it is. Right. But yeah. like, you know, she's transformed my life in many ways, because again, the people that surround you will push you to things you never thought. So believe it or not, Jason Shepardak would have never become a realtor if it wasn't for his wife kicking his butt out the door to get his license. <laughs> so, you know, I was always doing investing things. My family's always investing, but she's like, you need to do real estate sales. And if it wasn't for her pushing me and challenging me to do that, I wouldn't have gotten licensed. If it wasn't her pushing me or doing things, I would have never started a team. So for all those reasons, I mean, relationships matter and the person you spend the most time with is probably a spouse. So investing in that is probably the smartest thing you can do. Great tips. I'm getting married September 11th. Congratulations. I know. Thank you. And, you know, it's been an incredible journey already. We've been together three years. And prior to that, I had written down on paper, you know, what I wanted in a woman. Mm. And none of it was physical. It was Mm. ambitious, close with family, wants to live where I want to live, right? And I had this long, not like a checklist, but more so a guiding principle list that I could then meet people and reference back to. Not that they had to check off all of them, but this is this is what I want in a woman. And when I met my fiance now and soon to be wife, immediately it was like, oh my gosh, this is, and I went back to the list and she sure enough checked off all of them. <laughs> and, and so really value what you said there because you know, me investing in that relationship, not getting too caught up in business and making sure to do date night and making sure to just do the things that create a thriving relationship that's worth envying. Like that then gives me such a strong foundation. And she has pushed me to, you know, be the person I am today. She saw me as I was getting my real estate license. And as I've been building my own marketing agency in the real estate world, and, you know, we've had our ups and downs. And yes, I I totally, totally agree with that. So great suggestion once again. Now, What is a bad recommendation that you hear given to real estate professionals? You need to spend money to make money when you first start real estate. Mm. Let's give some examples. You need business cards. You need flyers. You need a fancy car. You need all of the things. The reality is, is you don't need any of it because you haven't sold anything yet. Like the only thing that you need to become a really successful realtor is your licensing, your MLS, a very good phone. I can become, I'm a phenomenal realtor with my phone. This is all I need. Okay. Right. And then a really great mentor. That's Mm. all you need. If you want to spend money, not worth it yet. If you want to spend money, spend money and investing your time with affiliating, affiliating with somebody who's going to teach you everything and then pay them for that time through commission splits or something else. But the most important and valuable thing you can do is start building relationships, talking to people, building your confidence to reach out, and then building your book of business, which is just contacts and reaching out and then helping people. That's where you start. That's the most successful thing that you can do. And if you don't know where to start or where to get your first deal, well, spend your time focusing on that, not spending money to find it. Great tip. Great tip. And what's your process for evaluating what to say no to? 
I mean, there's so many opportunities when you do start to do some transactions. You're saying that to the yes guy. I love saying yes. (laughs) I love saying yes. You want to go to Maui for for two days for a business conference to change our lives? Yes. Let's go. Where are we going? Okay. I just don't have a double yes rule. So I can't double yes. Meaning if I'm booked, I won't yes on a second thing. Um, But there's a different concept there. So I'm a true believer in taking every call and opening up every door and taking every opportunity and pursuing it. But that's not a yes. That is a yes to the opportunity. Then it's not a yes to the commitment to the opportunity. And I kind of want to separate those. I think people get those concepts missed all the time. Like you should be saying yes to everything that comes your way because you never know where a door will lead. One Mm -hmm. of my very first, you know, my first deal over 2 million came from a $200,000 transaction. It's a young military member, right? Had no money. We do a lot of military transactions. Like six months of battling in the market to buy that house, he gave me a $2 million referral. So that's a yes that led to something, right? So say yes to everything. But then when you have the opportunity to analyze that yes, it's an opportunity cost analysis. Does it make my life better? Will it make the, the lives of others around me better? Does it save me time or does it take time away from me? And then is the investment something that is going to have a return in the first three to six months? Usually the first couple of questions that I ask. And then is it, has it been done somebody else? And is it repeatable? That's that's the biggest one. So if I, I get sales calls all the time, right? Who here gets a sales call? Every realtor who sells like 12 homes a year is getting, you know, everybody has these leads for you. Well, research it, Google it, go find somebody who already has the leads, find out the experience. And if it's working for somebody else, then do it but never do something that hasn't been tested. That goes back to our make all your mistakes with somebody else's money criteria. There's right. repeatable success out there. Just repeat what somebody else is doing. Don't try to say yes to everything, then spend all your money. Such a great piece of advice of, look, <laughs> there are so many things coming across, right? But first of all, go do some deals and then you'll get the calls and then you'll have the opportunities. I like saying yes to everything because I'm a yes man too. I, like, I, I want to say yes to all of it. Yeah. I like the concept of, but not double booking, not double Ooh, yesing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And yes to the, com- yes to the opportunity, not the commitment. Also yes. a, a great separation there. And with that being said, you know, how many times have we said yes to things because it felt like it was the right thing to do or, or you just did it anyway and didn't think about it. And then great opportunities came from it. It, it happens all the time. So my entire life, yeah, <laughs> my entire life is that. Right. So you can't, you know, smash that by starting to say no to everything. Right. <laughs> exactly. So when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what questions do you ask yourself to get back on track? Oh, wow. I usually look at my wife and she tells me what's wrong. Nice. <laughs> she just, Messing in that relationship, right? Let me tell you, usually she tells me that I'm stressed before I realize that I'm stressed and she takes me to take a chill pill. So shout out to her. But usually the number one reason why I'm stressed or overwhelmed or there's something going on is because there's something I'm not taking action on or I'm procrastinating about. Hmm. And I have found that like, action cures all problems. So if there is a person that in your life that you need to have a conversation with, you're not having a conversation, there's a problem in your business you're not doing, you're having financial struggles, like, and you're not taking action towards those things, whatever it may be, that's your problem. And so I, my, my very first gut reaction is what am I not taking action on? And what is the pinpoint that is creating the frustration? And then what actions do I need to take to solve that? And that's super difficult to do. 
And that's where having an admin or support structure or people around you on a team can be super helpful because if you don't know, you can ask. And guess what? People around you generally know. They're watching you struggle. They're watching you mm. do it. And they're just too afraid to tell you because you haven't opened that door of communication. But if you can be vulnerable enough with those that support you, um, they'll tell you that you've got a problem. They'll tell you what's going on before you know. And then you can address and have more confidence, take action with your support structure that's, that's holding you up. Wow. I mean, number one, investing in that relationship, right? So that your wife or if it's a business relationship with your admins, they're able to jump in and help you. What is it about the human psyche Mm. that when you're in a situation, you can't see it with the same objectivity as someone watching as an observer from the outside? It is such a phenomenon. It's that like wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's in all aspects of my life. Like I used to be a store manager for Target, right? And like, right. this is the perfect analogy. And I pull a lot from that for, for in my life. And so I would run this phenomenal store and my team would be happy. And then my boss, who's a district manager, would come in and just like show me like 15 things that were wrong that I couldn't see. <laughs> I'm like, are right. you kidding me? The store looks so good. Every like... Dove soap is in the perfect spot and those right. campers are really, but you know, it, it relates to everything. And I think if we know it, we all know that's the fact. get ahead of it with action. So what action do you take? Well, you surround yourself with the right people and then you tell them to point it out to you when they see it. Right. Give them permission to. Exactly. Because if they respect you, a lot of times they won't, they'll be, they won't, don't want to offend you or something. Exactly. So you, have to, you have to give them permission to do it, which you is do super important. need to ask for it. Yep. Awesome. In the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Oh, these are deep questions, y'all. Has he, if you're listening to this podcast, that's a deep question for me to handle. Oh, I need you to ask it one more time as I think about the perfect answer. Okay. In the last five years, Ooh. what new belief, behavior, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. habit has most improved your life? Guys, that's so difficult. So so much has happened in my life in that period of time. I went from being an employee to a full-time business owner, transforming my life, moving, starting a development company, all of this stuff. And um, I think this probably transformed my life the most is, is realizing that there's not a perfect balance between work and life. You know, I, I thought being an entrepreneur would like catapult me into work with balance and I could do all the things and do all that. But instead I actually work more now than I did when I had two jobs, but I'm really passionate what I do. So I think it's more about finding something you're super passionate about where your life is your work and your work is your life, but your life has meaning through your work. And I think that's been something that I'm working on now. So I think I've realized that and the balance I'm trying to create is how do I create that kind of mantra and what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis and not let the stress and the anxiety of the things day-to-day affect my relationships or the conversation I have with my wife or with somebody else I'm close to and just realize it's a journey and find the balance in everything and celebrate each moment that I'm in. Um, people talk about enjoying the journey. Well, harder than it sounds. But for me, that's kind of the epiphany I'm trying to go through right now and find that balance. And when you do, guess what? It's so rewarding that people around you are filled with energy. You're filled with energy and you generally solve the problems that are bothering you much better when you're in that state of mind. And so that's kind of the epiphany I have and what I'm trying to work on. And it's a long road. So y'all can come on the journey with me. (laughs) I love that. And it's a long period of time, but such a short period of time, five years. Mm. So much has happened, but it happened so mm. fast. Mm. <laughs> and yes. yeah, it, it's, it's, an, it's a tough question. So I think that was a great answer. And I'm curious if there's a question that I should have asked you or anything that you'd like to elaborate on from earlier. 
Oh man. You know, I think one question that people always get is how did I, you know, sell 120, 130 houses with the full-time job? Right. And I think I always get the question because people are me- like mesmerized by it. That's why. And um, I think I just want to like share a couple tips about that. Right. So life is scalable and you, your life will go through cycles of what you're capable of handling. So think about mm-hmm. at a moment in time when you were completely overwhelmed by something you're like this is impossible. And then a week later, you're doing it happens to everybody, every new job you've ever been to. It was so hard the first week. And then within two months, you're like, I'm bored. I'm quitting. I'm finding a new job. Right. Right? It's just like, it's just, so if we can see the forest for the trees, another big topic we talked about today, but then see that in your own personal capacity, it'll change your life. So if I can leave Mm -hmm. you with anything today, this, this ability to understand your capacity today is not your capacity of tomorrow is a life changing concept. So for me, when I first sold my first home, I did my first transaction. There's no way anybody can do two transactions at the same time. It was <laughs> everything, right? And then in June, I sold I, myself. I sold 27 houses in June, just myself, not my team. How crazy is that? And that month I was like, there's just like no way I'm ever gonna be able to do this again. And it's this kind of sense of scalability where your capacity will grow over time if you allow it. And if you surround yourself with the right people and that concept will change your life because when the problems come at you, they're no longer problems. You've already solved them before. It's not a big deal. Your house can be burning down. You can have a sewage backup on a rental property. A team member could have been hit by a car and doing nine real estate transactions. And it's a great day. That's a great day, right? If your capacity is there. And that also translates your ability to have balance and work and work-life balance and all the things, because the things that are challenging you are enjoyable because you have the capacity to handle them. Wow. Great points. Can I share a story with you? Yeah. So the concept that a mind once expanded can never contract. It's mm. kind of the theme of the story. I was in direct sales right out of high school. I mm. worked for Cutco Cutlery. The oh, knife thing. Cutco. Everyone knows Cutco. Right. Average <laughs> rep lasts two weeks. Yep. I stayed for six years and Whoa. was top 1% sales manager and sales you know, representative in the company of, you know, in a 70 year old company. So I saw a lot of success there, learned a lot, cut my teeth in sales and referral type selling and, you know, over the kitchen counter kind of thing. But I realized something that you illustrated during that process. And I would teach it as a, a sales manager. It's that your current capacity is not the same as your ultimate potential. Mm. your ultimate potential, no one really knows. And it could be a moving target because it might be this today and then you start to grow and it, it expands. But the concept is whatever you can currently handle that's completely overwhelming to do, you know, what is seemingly small on a results scale compared to the people that you're looking up to at that time, it might seem totally overwhelming now, but don't worry because that's just your current capacity and it'll grow. And it'll then grow towards this ultimate potential point where you can continue to work towards and find out what that looks like. So I think it's just a really important concept to always understand that, you know, others have done this. And what I tell myself a lot when I get nervous or someone asks me a question that kind of brings up negativity, like, oh gosh, like, are you ready for that? I'm like, well, people know smarter than me have done it. So I think I'll be okay. Exactly. (laughs) And, and I'm going to throw this out there is you need people to tell you, you can do it. Right. Totally. You cannot do it on your own guys. You cannot do it on your own. It's so hard. The path is so hard. 
Go and you don't have to. three books. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't do it on your own. You don't have to, right? That's right. Awesome. Well, how can listeners contact you? Oh, man. You can go to shepherdhomesgroup.com. You can Google Jason Shepardak. I'm all over the internet and I'm like the only Jason Shepardak in the planet. I don't think you know anybody else with that last name. Right. Um, or you can email me at jason at shepherdhomesgroup.com and reach out and say hello. Jason Shepardak, everyone. Awesome real estate professional running a successful team. I mean, they're doing 200 transactions and it's August, right? Yes. And he started real estate five years ago. This guy's on fire. And if you want to be a part of that and, you know, catch a little bit of that heat, then reach out. See if, you know, he's interested in having you join his team because they are fast growing and definitely innovative and killing it. So thank you so much for being on, Jason. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.